asking in every relationship, where can I add value here? Before I knew what God had for me, before I knew that this was the business that He had purposed for me, I was generous and I was looking for a way to add value to people I was in a mastermind with. I was looking for just every encounter that I had to add something to people's lives. And that has never steered me wrong. Looking for opportunities to be generous and add value. That is the theme of today's conversation with Megan Keithan, affectionately known as the Queen of Ops. She is a brilliant business strategist with a three generation legacy of helping entrepreneurs like you build and scale your team, and systematize your operations. If you are overwhelmed by the day-to-day of running your business, get ready for an inspiring and practical conversation today. Welcome to Sister Grow Your Business. Now, let's dive into the show. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I cannot wait. Tell us a little bit about you and about your business, about who you serve and what you offer for those that haven't met you before. I'm Megan Keithan, and I'm affectionately known as the Queen of Ops. I love operations and I love getting to advise online entrepreneurs about the operation side of their business. We give internet-based businesses and online businesses the people, the culture, and the leadership that they need to scale to eight figures and beyond. Okay. That sounds amazing. And I know like operations is something that many of our listeners are just starting to think about. What I found from a lot of my business coaching clients, which I think many of those are sort of like the listeners of of the show, is that they've stumbled upon something like, you know, maybe they were a teacher. Like what a couple of my clients are former teachers that created some sort of curriculum, started selling it online for fun. And then all of a sudden started scaling that business. And now they've got to hire people. They've got to build systems and structures. And so that's what you help with, right? Like you help them find the people for their team. Yeah. It's recruiting on the front end and then helping build culture and leadership on the back end. That's so important. I love the idea of like who, not how, right? You've got to find the right people. And when you have the right people on the bus, you're going to solve bigger problems because the right people are contributing to the solution. Yes. Megan, what would you say is one habit or system that has really helped you with your business? You wouldn't hear this in a business mastermind. You probably wouldn't be sitting around a table with a bunch of people and hearing people talk about, this is the one thing that's made a difference for me. But for me, it's been generosity and giving. And I know that as Christians, we're called to that. Some people call it tithing. Some people call it giving. For me, it's not just financially giving to my church or financially supporting nonprofits that I work with. But really, it has been a habit of asking in every relationship, where can I add value here? Before I knew what God had for me, before I knew that this was the business that He had purposed for me, I was generous And I was looking for a way to add value to people I was in a mastermind with. I was looking for just every encounter that I had to add something to people's lives. And that has never steered me wrong. Even those cold DMs that we all hate, I would respond to those with graciousness. Hey, would you like for me to give you a couple tips on how this turned me off and what you could have said differently? And I think that our habit is to ignore them or to be irritated or tell them to go away or block them or whatever. And I certainly, at this point, I don't, I can't respond to every DM that I get, but for years, it has been my practice to 
just be generous and present with every person that I'm with. And, and I think that has been a gift that God gave me years and years before I knew how I would use it. To see the heart and to show up with generosity and to take that extra time to record a bomb bomb video back to them or to like really answer their questions. Like you just never know how far that could go. Yeah. It's, there are relationships that I invested into that I never thought I would be able to extract anything in return from them. I did not have the vision for that. I had, I knew these are people I could learn from and they were people who I wanted to be around. It's also the the people who are ahead of me. I think it's a pretty cool thing. So good. Megan, what would you say from your perspective, especially for female Christian entrepreneurs, something that you see them doing that you would just like kindly say, stop it. I think this is like women in the church are oftentimes told you don't have a platform outside of other women. Men don't need your voice. And it's actually like, it's a, it's a huge lie. I am so honored to be an advisor to mostly men and, uh, and women a lot of times are not building businesses at the scale that I am and at the scale that I'm helping of, of the, the type of business owner that I'm helping. So I do mostly work with men. I do mostly get to advise those eight figure and sometimes nine figure business owners. And and if I had stayed in my box of, I can only speak to women, I would be, I would, I wouldn't have this business. I, I think just believing that you're, you are built to speak to people and it doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be a gender divide. I think women need to believe that their voice is valuable amongst men. hundred percent. I absolutely love that. And I actually think that's such an opportunity that our listeners have. There's something about men working with women and women working with men that it just, there's this like an allure factor. There's this extra level of maybe attention, you know, like there's something there that, um, that I, I think like, me being a business coach to women, like they pay more attention because I'm a guy. It's just a weird thing. And in the same way, uh, when I hear a, a, a female speaking on the stage, you know, I'm like, I pay a little bit more attention. And I don't know what that is. I just think it's the way that we're made, you know. But like God created gender, and so I think I think that there's something there about that. So so for the women listening right now, take Megan's advice and be like, you don't have to disqualify yourself from working with guys. In fact, I think you have a strategic advantage of working with guys because Megan, you're probably the one woman in the room in some of these conversations. Is that correct? Yeah, I I really am. And I just think it's, I think it's really incredible. And just like you said, when a man is speaking, it speaks to me in a different way than when a woman is speaking. I don't discount things. And I think our clients recognize this too. A lot of my clients who are men say, I want my right hand to be a woman. I hear that almost every single week. I ha- I need an ops manager. I need a COO. I need a director of operations. And I, I would really, I know I can't discriminate, but I would really like for them to be a woman. Hmm. And I think that's a natural thing. Just like you said, it's built into us. They recognize there's something that a woman can bring that is different than my viewpoint. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. And I've learned this through my business journey because when I got started, like I, I was only working with men and then, you know, I'd have a female client. And I'd be like, wait a second, that felt better. <laughs> like I, I like that experience. And I've learned through the years, I want to surround myself with smart Bible believing women 
who, and I listen to them, like when they give me advice, I take their advice and I become a better man because of the women in my life. And I think vice versa. So I love that. I love that we're talking about this. So fun. Megan. I'm so glad that you let me talk about it. Thank oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think we're scared. For some reason, Christians are scared to talk about really serious things and really important things. And yet, aren't we the people that should be talking about really scary and really important things? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Just a quick second to tell you about a free resource that's going to help you get clarity as you seek to start and grow your business. It's called the One Page Business Blueprint, and I'm going to give it to you for free. You just go to briandixon.com slash blueprint to download it today. Tell me, is there a Bible verse or a biblical principle that you go back to that is that has been part of your journey kind of your your go-to uh verse or, or principle yeah i love this question so much so um the one that i go back to there there are kind of two um i hope you don't mind oh absolutely um the the first one that i god has taken me back to it again and again and again and again in my life um is actually it's some Psalm 13 in its entirety, but specifically uh, 13.6 says, I will sing to the Lord for he has dealt bountifully with me. The Psalm, as many Psalms do, it starts out, how long, O Lord, will you hide? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? I mean, you can feel David's anguish in that moment. And when you read through David's story, uh, especially, I actually just read through all the way through first Samuel and just the anguish of him battling with Saul and not wanting to be Saul's enemy. And just that whole journey, I can feel it when I read Psalm 13. Um, and then he says, but I will trust in your loving kindness. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord for he has dealt bountifully with me. And I think that a lot of times and entrepreneurship is such a roller coaster ride. It is ups and downs, highs and lows, valleys and mountains. And, and I think that's what we sign up for, but it doesn't mean that we are, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that we get to a place where it feels where the, the lows feel great and the, and we're immune to the highs. So that verse is a constant reminder to me. It is, my comfort that no matter what he has dealt bountifully with me and I will sing his name through the good, through the bad, the highs, the lows. So that's like my number one. That's what I always cling to. That's so good. I was actually reading first Samuel today. So I just love it. That's such a God moment to, to hear that. And I absolutely love that. He's dealt bountifully with us. Like he is a good Father, and I think for those of us who are in fear right now, if your business is not where it needs to be, if you're looking at that mortgage note, that rental payment, like whatever it is, and you're just like, oh, I don't know how this is going to, how I'm going to make it, you know, knowing that our Father gives us good gifts. And so, Megan, I love that verse. You did say you have two. So, is there a second one? I do. And hilariously, I just realized, oh, this also goes back to First Samuel. I actually have it tattooed on my mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. This is the Hebrew word Hineni and it means here I am. And and that is I think another success principle in my business is yeah. again, through highs and lows, I just say, "Okay, God, here I am. Open hands. Here I am. Send me 
you have called me to this. This is your business. You're the CEO, not me. Here I am. Here I am every single day. There is not a day that goes by where I can say, oh, I'm just going to go in this direction, Lord. I'm going to lead this one. You can sit this out. Here I am. Direct me. Lead me. Proverbs 16, 9. Oh, there's a third one. Um, says, in his heart, a man plans his way, but the Lord directs Rex. his footsteps. And yep. uh, so I know all of these things. Uh, I'm kind of like blending all of these messages together, but this is what um, what the Lord has talked about with me is is um, just bringing all of these messages together. Yes. Like here I am, you you move me, mm. and only move me when you're ready to move me. I love it. For the listener right now, this is what I'm hearing. It's it's like in First Samuel where um, Samuel was young. And, and he kept getting waken up by the Lord calling his name. And he went to his, what was it? Eli. He went to, he went to the priest that he was living with yes. yeah. and he kept saying, I'm here. And the priest was like, no, I'm, I didn't call you. And I think that's what we're doing in our business. Sometimes is God is calling us to live out in faith for him. And we're going to the world for approval and we're going to the world to say, I'm here, I'm here. And in fact, God is saying, no, I'm, call I'm calling you. And what was it? It was the fourth time. It was the fourth time that Samuel woke up after the priest told him, like, listen, we, I, it's not me calling you. It's God calling you. Here's what you say. You say, your servant is here. Speak, Lord. And ladies, listening right now, the, God is calling you to dedicate your business to him. It's not like Megan just said, it's not your business. It's his business. But say, Lord, I'm here. I love that. Here I am. Lord, send me. Use me, Lord, speak. What do you have for me? And, and I think the lesson here is you might have to let go of something that you're holding on to. There might be something that you've been working on in your business and it's been so hard, but Jesus says his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And maybe there's something you, it feels like you've been running uphill because you're up the wrong hill, you know? So it might be time to turn or to change, but like surrender that to the Lord and listen for his voice because he does speak. He does. He does. That's such a word. I love what you just said. It might be the wrong hill. Mm. That's so powerful. I, I can't wait. I'm going to, when we get off this, this yep. when we wrap this up, I'm, I'm going to write that down because that, that is a word for me today. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm not saying that sometimes it's not hard. I mean, like the business can be hard. You look at Nehemiah building the wall. It wasn't easy, but it was still of the Lord. So just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not of the Lord, just for those that are like looking for an excuse to quit. Don't quit. But ask, is this the right, is this the right thing? So good. Megan, I can talk to you forever. This is amazing. I know. I'm having a great time. Thank you. So good. Want to hop in here for just a second to tell you about an online training that I'm offering. You can sign up by going to briandixon.com slash live. It's coming up soon. And this training is going to help you get clarity as you seek to start and grow your business. Just go to briandixon.com slash live to sign up. So let's talk about mindset and self-talk mindset, limiting beliefs. There's so many things that are in our heads, especially for female entrepreneurs, which you know I coach. And so they confess to me their mindset. So do you have a mindset tip for us today? I do. I do. And um, this is so funny because I, I used to coach photographers mm -hmm. and, and I used to tell photographers and, and many of my clients were Christians uh, and most of them were women. I used to say there are three 
three categories of people who struggle with finances or with the the way that they think about finances. And they're uh, women, they are creatives, and they are uh, Christians. So Mm -hmm. most of my clients checked all three boxes. And so that was the first thing that came to mind is that I wish that every woman could believe that God wants wealthy women in his kingdom. Sometimes I know that I grew up in a church um, until I was like 13, that where my family was the wealthiest family and we were looked down on for being wealthy. It was like, oh, well, you're not struggling. And so therefore you must not be godly. And that message was like in, in our Sunday school messages, like I would be telling my parents and they would be like, what are you learning? And then we went, we moved to a church where wealth was, it was, everyone was wealthy. And, uh, and so it was more of a, like, don't talk about this. The rich man can't pass through the eye of the needle right? Uh, or the, the camel, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, and so the, I had very confusing messages about money and what was okay and what wasn't. And it was something that for me, it took a lot of really intentional work and years. And I would not say I've arrived by any means, but I know now today, and this is what my, my great mission in the world, what I am put here to do. I'm sure God has many things for me, but what I have known since I was a child is that I am helping to put an end to sex trafficking and sex slavery in the world. And that doesn't happen with me being poor. Yeah. I cannot have the impact that that he wants me, that he's called me to have. Somebody else, maybe. Someone else is maybe the one who's supposed to be boots on the ground. But I have to be the one who is financially supporting them. I have to be the one who's the prayer warrior for them. And if I am worried about putting a roof over my own head. If I'm worried about my situation, I'm not focused on praying for them. I'm not giving to them what this is a big, this is a big mission and it happens through me being able to do exactly what he has equipped me to do. And it requires money. And there are so many women who need to believe that it's okay for them to have money they they will contribute to God's kingdom with their finances. They will be able to do more in the world yeah. if they have money. That's right. Yeah, I believe that one of the biggest threats to the kingdom of darkness is wealthy Christians fully surrender to the Lord because it takes money to fuel ministry. It takes money to fuel mission. It takes money to fund projects. And what... Like, as we have already talked about, we believe in a father who gives abundantly. We believe in a good father who, a father of lights, right? Who delights in his kids. And so, of course, we're going to give our kids good gifts. Of course, God is going to give us good gifts. And if we're faithful with little, he'll give us much. Like, this is a biblical principle. So, by you being faithful with what's in front of you, him giving you more, you're going to continue to be faithful in that. And think about the dent in the universe. Think about the impact for the long term on something so powerful, like, like sex trafficking. You know, for me, it's abortion. I think that's just, there's, we've got to fund, you know, I, I love the idea of, of getting to a level of uncancelable wealth that 
that, you know, to run for office one day, I don't need to ask for $1 from anybody because the wealth is there to be able to fuel the mission. And I think we just have it so backwards in, in our churches, especially for teaching poverty in our churches. And I'm right with you, sister, right with you. I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. One of the, one of the passions behind this show and having this show is is to just say to female Christian entrepreneurs, there is opportunity. I hear this all the time, Megan. Have I missed the boat? Am I too late? Oh, everybody else, like everybody else has a following. Everybody else has already taken up all the oxygen in the room. And so from your perspective, if somebody were just starting today, what would you say is the opportunity or an opportunity for them to potentially pursue? For me, the opportunity comes with saying yes to one opportunity, yes to focus and no to distractions. So much of the time, especially, I find this especially true with women, is women say, there's so much I could do. There's so much, I, I can say yes to so many things. And maybe it's yes to my business. Maybe it's yes to my passion, my creativity, my family, my volunteering, whatever it might be. Sometimes we just need permission to look at one opportunity. Your business is a bonfire that you're building up and you tend it and you're careful with it. And then entrepreneurs, we go, ooh, I could start another bonfire. And we turn our backs on that one and we go and we build a second one because this one is exciting. When I'm talking about this with people, I I liken it to um, you get into a stable dating relationship and there are no more firsts. And, And you go, oh, this isn't as fun anymore. Like there are problems. And so then people, a lot of times will break up with a really great significant other because they are more attracted to the idea of the excitement that comes with first, the excitement of the unknown, rather than working through what's hard, getting to that like next deeper level. And people do that with their businesses too. And, uh, and so for me, the Lord taught me, taught me how detrimental distraction is by having two businesses at once. Yeah. And it's, it's not that you can't do that. It's that like, sometimes you just, you don't have the attention. You don't have the time. You don't have the infrastructure. It's not a good idea. So, uh, so I have run two businesses at once. It's okay. Like it, it can work out, but for most people, they are not equipped right now to be running two different things. They don't have the team. They don't have the processes. They don't have the systems, all the stuff that we work on. Uh, is so that people can stack businesses. But really, like, I think that focus is the opportunity, whatever, whatever that focus is supposed to be on. And I know Holy Spirit to be present in my life and able to speak to me, whisper in my ear. He has, in a moment, he has changed my entire course. And so if I can trust him to change my entire course in one second. I know that I can trust him to be there and telling me, no, focus on this. No, this is where I have you intentionally right now. Focus here, block out the distraction, block out the noise, block out that other great idea. That idea is one for your journal. Do not throw it away. Just don't, it's not for right now. Don't chase it. Yeah. Don't pursue it. Yeah. Right now I have you here. For me, that's, so good. that is when I think of opportunity, I think of 
one opportunity at a time and just believing, going all in on that because that is what the Lord has for us. I think somebody really needed to hear that today. There's a lot of freedom in that. So Megan, thank you for sharing that. Tell us a little bit more, like where can we learn about you, sign up for your stuff? Like where can we find you? Thequeenofops.com, like pretty much like on Facebook, Instagram, like those are the, like, I think we're the only queen of ops out there. I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes as well. So Megan, I have one last question for you. Would you be willing to pray for our listeners today? Yes, absolutely. It would be my privilege and honor. Abba Father, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here with Brian and with his listeners. You know what I love about you, Lord, is the the way that you can direct our conversation and my thoughts and my words. Um, You have already ordained all of this. You knew what... I needed to say, and you gave me the space to hear from you on it, um, so that maybe just one person, one listener could hear this and be encouraged, could step off the path that they're on and onto the one that you're calling them to. I know that you have done this in my life, and so because you've done it for me, I know that you do it for others. So I love the intricacy of the way that you use your children, Lord. And I also love the way that you gently guide us through each other. Um, And so Lord, for that one listener or the hundred listeners or the thousand or uh, however, however many people hear this, Lord, um, I just praise you for being that God of intricacy, the personal God who cares about each one of us and who wants to bless us financially, who wants to bless us emotionally, um, who wants us to flourish in life so that we can be more impactful warriors for you, Lord. And Lord, I, I, I do actually specifically pray for focus for your daughters, um, that in, in a world full of distraction, that your voice would be so clear that we would know it so intimately um, that through all the noise, through all the chaos of the world, and there is so much chaos right now, Lord, um, that we would know what you are calling us to, um, that we would stay focused on you and focused on the plan that you have for us because somewhere ahead, wherever it is, you, you have a bountiful treasure awaiting for us. You, Lord, you are purposing each one of us for something absolutely beautiful and and that i know that happens through focus on you so lord um keep reminding me in my life where my focus needs to be that it starts on you uh, every single day every single moment it starts with you and just saying here i am where where do you want me right now lord Lord, um, I ask for a blessing over Brian and his business, that you would amplify the sound of his voice, that he can reach more Christian women who need his guidance. I, I thank you for him answering the call because I think that sometimes we women, we need to hear from men that it's okay for us to step up. Um, another woman saying it, not always, as powerful as a man telling us and giving us permission to be using our voices and to be out there in the world doing the work that you've called us to do. So Lord, thank you for his obedience. 
Um, and thank you for blessing me with the opportunity to be a small part of what he's doing. In your name, we pray all these things, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. You know, what the Lord brought to my heart and mind was uh, Jarius's daughter and how I think Jesus said, daughter, rise up, like the way he called her out of the grave. And like that, that's something for somebody today. I love that. That would hit me. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show, my friend. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. As always, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't subscribed yet, this is your opportunity to make sure that you do not miss a show as they come out. Also, if you could leave a comment, let me know where you watch the show, where you're based, what your business is. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more, see how I can help you move your business forward. Thanks again.